Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. In this episode, I want to cover a topic that I actually have not covered before on the podcast, and it is a very important doubles strategy topic, and that is approaching the net. So I'm going to talk about why we should approach the net, what scenarios we should approach the net, uh, and then the best tactics and strategies to actually come forward when you are at the baseline. Uh, but before I get to all that, a couple of quick announcements. Um One, I've been forgetting to mention uh, on Twitter, I did a kind of contest or a quick contest in uh, January during the Australian Open. I tweeted out um, a storm emoji, a a bow and arrow emoji, and then a fire emoji and asked people what that meant. And Matt uh, Slaybach, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Matt, I apologize if I'm not. Um, on Twitter, got it right. Um, I was watching Storm Hunter play, and she was just on absolute fire. Uh, and I promised that I would give him a shout out for that. So, anyways, that was uh, something fun um, and kind of weird that I did on Twitter. Uh, a couple of other quick announcements: um, my tournament schedule, um, as far as attending turn- pro tournaments uh, this spring, is kind of finalized at this point. So if you're attending any of these, definitely reach out and let me know. And um, I would love to meet you and maybe watch some doubles. Uh, at the end of February, I will be at the ATX Open in Austin, Texas. Um, I will be at Indian Wells in early March. Uh, at the beginning of April, I am going to Charleston for the WTA 500 event there. And then at the end of April, I will be in Stuttgart, Germany for the WTA uh, Porsche Grand Prix. So if you're listening to this and attending any of those, uh, email me, will at thetennistribe.com, and we will meet up and watch some doubles. So um, last thing is uh, videos. So I know a lot of you who listen to the podcast also like visual content to help you with your strategy. We're starting to do more of these on social media, so um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, We now have a TikTok account, uh, YouTube, be sure to subscribe there, and then Twitter as well. So on Instagram, I've got a personal account, Will Bocek, it's B-O-U-C-E-K, and then we have a Tennis Tribe account, so if you just search for uh, Tennis Tribe, you should find it. Um, TikTok, it's just one account. Um, I think it's Will Bocek underscore Tennis Tribe. Uh, YouTube, um, follow the Tennis Tribe there or subscribe to our channel. Uh, and then Twitter, I've got personal and um, 
a Tennis Tribe account there as well. So be sure uh, to follow along there for all of the latest videos. I'm going to start shooting a lot more short videos um, that are kind of more friendly for social media, just kind of one to two minute lessons. Um, so I'm going to start releasing those uh, this week. So by the time you've listened to this, I've probably already released a few. So um, let's dive into approaching the net in doubles uh, and a couple of things not to do when approaching the net that I see a lot at the club level. So the first question we want to ask is why should we even approach the net? Um, why is it a good strategy in doubles? And it, not, it isn't always a good strategy. Um, it's not always the right play, but in a lot of times, um, in a lot of scenarios, it is. So uh, the reasons we might want to approach the net is, um, one, if you're simply more comfortable at the net, if you're not uh, very strong from the baseline, you play a lot of doubles and you trust your volleys more than your ground strokes. Uh, that's certainly the scenario for me in most cases, depending on how often uh, I've been playing or how much singles I've been playing. Um, yeah, I, I like to get to the net because I find that uh, I'm more comfortable there and I have a better win percentage up there. Another scenario, even if you do feel like you're better at the baseline than the net, um, it is very matchup dependent. So if you are in a cross-court rally and maybe you're more comfortable at the baseline than the net, but that opponent is better at the baseline than you, then it's a bad matchup and you're probably going to lose most of the points. So to change something up, you might want to approach the net. Um, that could be the case with a cross court or a down the line rally. Um, it really doesn't matter. But regardless, if you don't like the matchup, if the matchup is not favorable, then you might want to approach the net. So what does approaching the net do? Uh, how does it actually help? Um, the, the main thing that it does is it takes away time from the opponent. So it's so effective because um, if you think about in a cross court rally, the ball is traveling um, all the way across the court. Uh, by the time the opponent hits, it's going all the way to your racket at the baseline and then all the way back to them. So they have tons of time to recover if you took them out wide off the court or got them kind of in an awkward position. Um, if you're at the baseline, they have plenty of time to recover and get back. Uh, and they have a lot of time to set up for the next shot. So if, um, if they're a player who has a big backswing, for example, uh, and you're sitting at the baseline rallying with them, they're going to have plenty of time to kind of prepare, get in the right position, take that big backswing, and um, execute that ground stroke. Uh, when you get to the net, you're taking away a lot of that time. So that ball is now coming off of their racket at the baseline. It's getting um, maybe a few feet past the net, depending on your position. You're hitting a volley, and then it's going back to them at the baseline again. So you've just cut that time uh, that the ball is traveling almost in half. Um, probably not quite because you're not going to be right at the net, but um, call it maybe 40%. Uh, you've taken away a significant amount of time for them to uh, A, recover if they're out of position, and B, um, get into position to prepare for that next ground stroke. So it's a huge advantage getting to the net. Um, a lot of uh, kind of old school doubles coaches will tell you, you have to get to the net in doubles. You have to get to the net in doubles. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that 
Um, I don't say or don't like to say you have to do anything in tennis because it all depends and it's all kind of situation dependent. Um, so those are the things that approaching the net does. Um, those are the reasons that you sh- might want to approach the net. Um, so what are the best ways to do this? Um, if you do get a short ball or if you are in a bad matchup and you want to uh, move forward and get to the net, how can we go about doing that? So there's several variables that we can kind of play with when we do get uh, an approach shot or when we're in a baseline rally and we want to come to the net. So uh, we can um, hit with different depths. So in general, hitting deeper is better, but if you're facing somebody who might be a little slower or um, they're not quite as mobile and you get a short ball, uh, it might be good to hit kind of a short slice shot or drop shot them uh, because then they'll be on the run kind of on defense. Um, but in general, deeper is better. Uh, direction is important. So we can either hit down the line or cross court. We can, um, depending on your skill level, choose to hit to the opponent's forehand or backhand. Uh, in general, you want to go at the baseliner, but we'll talk about that more here in a second when we get into um, how to approach from the deuce and add courts. Uh, we can change our heights so we can hit a, a high spin, kind of high top spin shot. Um, we can also hit a low slice shot. We can hit something in between. Um, one good tactic if you're in a baseline rally that um, where you don't like the matchup, but you're still kind of pretty deep in the court, this isn't a short approach shot, uh, is to hit kind of a high top spin shot to buy yourself time to get forward. Um, so that is one kind of use of that height variable um, when you're approaching the net. Uh We've already talked about a little bit, but another variable is spin. So um, like I said, that high top spin shot can be good. Um, Some players might struggle with an off pace uh, slice shot uh, when you get forward to the net. So spin is another variable that we can mess with. Uh, And then the last one is power uh, or pace. So how hard do you want to hit this shot? Um, This is one where in general, I'll find a lot of club players try to hit their approach shots too hard uh, and they're trying to hit a winner off that shot and we don't want to be doing that. So um, really you want to think about your approach shot or any short ball. Um, If the ball bounces, we want to be looking to set up the next shot rather than in the shot on that point. So um, pace is definitely something we can kind of experiment with. Uh, Some players might like pace. Some players might like uh, slower balls and we can beat them with pace. Um, It depends, but we don't want to use that uh, at all costs so that we miss the shot. We don't want to hit with too much pace and it decreases our odds of actually making the shot. Um, In general, uh, the best approach shots um, or the best ways to get to the net is to hit a a deeper ball um, and usually through the middle of the court, especially if you have a short ball um, an approach shot where the opponents kind of hit something shorter or they're inviting you forward. Uh, in general, it's best to hit through the middle of the court to cut off um, or to remove any angles that the opponent has to hit a passing shot or an easy lob. Uh, so next, I want to talk about approaching from the deuce versus the ad court. So when you're in the deuce court and you want to approach the net, there's really two scenarios I want to go through. So the first one is 
if you're in a baseline rally um, and you're trying to approach the net just for whatever strategic or tactical reason, uh, and you're really hitting from a little bit deeper in the court, um, this is a little different than uh, getting a short ball, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, but if you don't like your matchup or you're more comfortable at the net and trying to figure out how to get to the net uh, on the opponent and you're in the deuce court rallying uh, cross court, the there, there's a few things that you can do. Um, the easiest way to get to the net is just to hit a kind of slower shot to buy yourself time. So a lot of players have trouble, especially at the club level, have trouble with that half volley, that volley somewhere around the service line area. So how can we um, try to just avoid hitting that shot if we can? Um, one way to do that is to just hit a high uh, top spin, almost like a lob uh, back cross court, um, or it doesn't even have to be a lob. It could just be high top spin. Um, but regardless, the point is a slower ball that gives you a lot of time to move forward. So it'll push the opponent back. Um, ideally, you want to hit this ball with depth. Um, another option is you can hit a slice shot. Uh, a slice is going to move a little bit slower through the air. Um, again, hitting it with depth to push the opponent back and to buy yourself time is a good idea. Uh, and then one of my favorites, actually, uh, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts because it's a really a good return strategy as well from the deuce court is lobbing down the line. So if you're lobbing down the line against a right-handed player, uh, that net player is going to have a a backhand overhead. You're going over their left backhand shoulder, so they're not going to get back and be able to hit a very good overhead uh, from that position. And if you do get it over their head, uh, the other opponent at the baseline has to cover it with a running backhand shot. And if you approach the net, um, you and your partner are at the net and they're hitting a backhand ground stroke, and that puts you in a really good position to win the point. Um, so those are some of the things to consider um, when you're in that baseline rally and want to get to the net. Uh, the the down-the-line lob is also very effective against aggressive net players. So if you're playing somebody who is aggressive at the net, you can hit that down-the-line lob. It's something you should be practicing uh, and can be super effective. So what about if you get a short ball? So if the opponent... Um, either just hits their ground stroke short or maybe you hit a, a good shot that gave you a short ball, um, what should we be doing with this? So the ideal approach shot in most scenarios is going to be a ball that goes deep through the center of the court to the baseline player's backhand ground stroke. Um, this is a tough, uh, a tough ball for them to do much with because you've gone through the middle, uh, you've hit deep, and you've taken away their angles. Um, and it's their backhand, which is typically their weaker side. Now, this is all player specific. So if you're facing someone who um, has a very good backhand and a very weak forehand, or maybe someone um, who slices their forehand every time, in that scenario, this changes, right? So you wanna just be cognizant of that when you're out there um, and adjust accordingly. But in general, deep through the middle to the baseline player's backhand is a really good approach shot. And then you can kind of pinch the middle with your partner from there. Uh, because you've taken away their angles, it's also very difficult for them to lob. Um, so that is really an ideal approach shot from that deuce court side. Now, one issue with this is that the net player has a forehand volley in the middle. So you're going through the middle to the baseline player's backhand while trying to avoid the net player's forehand. So 
a secondary play is to hit this short ball down the line. Either you can go at the singles line or even into the doubles alley, depending on your confidence, um, and go for the winner. Or you can just go directly at the net player. Uh, I would go at their kind of left hip, which is their backhand volley. And you're going to get typically a uh, volley error or um, a weak kind of short ball that you can come forward and finish or have your partner uh, finish that up at the net. And if you do pass them down the line a couple times, they're going to start hugging that when you do get that short ball um, from the deuce court. So because they're starting to hug that alley a little bit more, it's going to open up that um, that approach shot through the middle of the court to the baseline player's backhand ground stroke. So um, those are the two best approaches that you can kind of experiment with. Um, the down the line lob is still in play here, especially if the opposing net player is super close to the net, which is something uh, certainly worth keeping an eye on. Um, or if the baseline player is not very mobile, they're not very quick, maybe they can't cover the down the line lob. Um, so you want to consider that. Uh, and then the other option is to hit a, a slice shot. So a lot of people like to hit a short um, kind of angle slice where the opponent has to run forward and lift the ball up. Uh, and in that scenario, you can close the net pretty hard. And because they've lifted the ball up, you can hit down on that next volley uh, to put the ball away. Um, it'll make for an easier kind of high volley for you. Um, but again, this, this is going to depend on the opponent. If they're pretty fast and they don't have an issue with that short ball, um, then depth is going to generally be a better strategy. So uh, that's everything to consider um, in the deuce court. Uh, from the add court, it's actually a little bit easier to approach the net. Um, the If you're in the baseline rally, um, we'll talk about short balls in a second, but if you're in the baseline rally, um, again, the high deep spin uh, is a great tactic. Um, if you can do that to that deep uh, ad court corner to the opponent's backhand, um, it's going to be a very, very difficult ball for them to do a whole lot with, especially uh, if they're like me and they play from the ad court and they love to hit run around forehands. Um, if you're able to find their backhand in that scenario, then they're going to be in a very defensive position. Uh, again, you can hit a slice shot. Um, you can take them wide to their backhand. Uh, or you can go through the middle of the court, uh, depending on how aggressive the opposing net player is. Um, and then another option is to lob. Now, you can't lob down the line here quite as easily because a right-handed player is going to have an overhead if you leave that short. Um, if you're playing a lefty, then it can work for sure. Uh, so instead, you can just lob either cross court or kind of through the middle of the court uh, over the net player's backhand side. So that will um, allow you to, you know, make sure it, it gives you a little more um, leeway on the lob if you do leave it short because they're going to end up with a, a high backhand volley, which a lot of club players uh, don't really have or aren't comfortable with. Um, from the ad court, if you get a short ball, uh, I typically recommend running around your backhand and hitting a forehand in this scenario. Um, an inside-out forehand is one of the best shots for right-handed players. And with that ball, you can do a lot with it. Um, you can go deep to the backhand corner like we've talked about, approach the net there. Um, with two players at the net, the baseline player hitting a backhand, you're in a winning position. Uh, another one of my favorite tactics is to go low 
through the middle of the court um, close to the net player's backhand volley. And you can create a lot of confusion here. Um, I like to call it bait the middle, which I've talked about as a return strategy against second serves on previous podcast episodes. Um, and I like to hit it with a lot of spin, so hit it pretty heavy, maybe just to the left of that center net strap, and you'll get the net player to either kind of stab at a backhand volley um, or they'll let it go and cause a little confusion, and then the opponent, um, worst case scenario, they have a forehand from the middle of the court with very few angles uh, to work with. Uh, another option is to go deep through the middle if the opposing net player isn't very aggressive. Um, you can go deep to the opponent's forehand. Uh, deep through the middle, again, is just kind of a general great approach shot. If you watch the pros on TV, that's typically where they're going to hit their approach shots because um, unlike the club level, they don't have these glaring weaknesses where you know if somebody has a routine backhand uh, against two players at the net, they're far more comfortable hitting that shot than the club level player. Um, so they'll typically go deep through the middle, which... Again, that's a great strategy. Uh, another option from the ad court, when you get this short ball, you're running around your backhand, you can go inside in with a forehand. So you can hit this directly at the net player if they're pretty weak, um, or you can go down the line for the inside in winner uh, as well. Um, the, the key with all of these, especially the short balls that I want you to really focus on, is to set up that next shot. Uh, don't give away a free point on that short ball by trying to hit a winner uh, when you're a little bit off balance or maybe you're hitting a shot that's slightly outside of your comfort zone. You can work on those in practice to increase your make percentage on those, but don't give those away in matches. Um, so hopefully this has helped you think about when to approach the net, uh, why we should be approaching the net more, and then different kind of variables and, and tactics you can use uh, to start moving forward in your next match. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me, will at thetennistribe.com. Um, thank you all for uh, following us on all the socials that I talked about earlier. And um, I'm still getting emails from everyone who is sharing the podcast with their friends, with their club team, and so on. And it really means a lot. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so that is it for this episode. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at thetennistribe.com.